0: Welcome to Women of Color Talk Biz episode number seven. I'm your host, Monica Briga Wires. This platform is for you if you want to hear about how women of color speak about work in the trenches from their mid early years to working their way up as solopreneurs and managers. Getting access to how they do it is key to knowing how you can move faster and smarter. The mindset and strategies to take on new challenges is critical for all of us. These women dedicate time to you and value women by showing up and giving time to each and every episode on walktalk.biz. Today we speak with Stephanie Heath, a career coach and trained psychologist who will walk us through tips for dealing with burnout in our current work life. She was an HR coach for several years on the floors of agencies, Amazon, and Sony. She'll also cover identifying your burnout behaviors and the unique attributes to women of color on this topic. She now is a solopreneur and caters to careerists who are soft-spoken yet ambitious in their careers. She coaches them into six-figure roles, which is her specialty, while prepping them on how to represent their value and negotiation skills brought to the table. Her work has been featured in countless platforms like Yahoo Finance, HelloGiggle.com, and TheMuse.com, as well as So She Slays and the Mogul Millennial online magazine. She's hosted 100-plus attendee in-person and online workshops and turned awkward interviewees into confident, multiple-offer go-getters around the world. Let's welcome Stephanie Heath. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming in and joining the Walk Talk Biz crew. Um, and today we're going to talk about burnout. Um, and just to give you all a little bit of context, uh, I first thought about doing burnout because I did a survey with 20 plus women, and that was one of the requested topics. And I started the research for this whole podcast project around April, April. Um, and did the survey and and that's what one of the things that we came up with well it turns out it's very relevant right now because of covid so we're going to be talking about uh job search burnout and tips during covid and so stephanie so i did a little background research on you and you have a wonderful online presence um and i did see that you had that background in corporate work which We both know it can be very demanding because you feel like you have to be on all the time. And as an HR person, you went through that whole process of helping people get placed and, you know, supporting them through the process. And then you got burned out. And I'm wondering, were you aware that this was happening during that time?
1: Um, no. Uh, and, you know, thank you for having me. Um, I think that the work you're doing here is really important. I'm so glad that we met. Yeah, happy to happy to help your viewers. But um, no, I didn't know I was burnt out. I, I just found myself, you know, going to work, getting off of work at maybe 7, 7.30, walking the streets of Manhattan and just feeling incredibly sad and just wondering why is it that all of a sudden I just feel sad, you know, I'd have like roses in my hand or I would have just came from like a really nice restaurant, had a really nice, probably expensive dinner. And all of a sudden I would just feel sad. And so that was like a continuous all the time thing. And that's when I realized I didn't realize I was burnt out at the time, but I did notice that.
0: And I'm just curious when, when the burnout was hitting you and how did you realize that's what was going on? And then how did you manage it? At that
1: time, I didn't, I didn't realize it was burnout, but I guess I could speak to more recently, more sh- recently, I, you know, I work as a career coach. Now I have a business and I talk to sometimes maybe eight to 12 job seekers a day in 30 minute increments after maybe two months of this, I, I started to realize, okay, you know, I'm not prioritizing my health. I am irritable, kind of like a little bit of a a B-I-T-C-H mm-hmm. um, and just some other factors. And after just researching that, just googling it, I realized that that's that textbook burnout. So hopefully that answers your question. Now I realize that that's what was happening, but in the past I didn't know that that's what it was.
0: So like uh, maybe certain emotions you could tick off uh, and be and realize now, like when that's coming up, that that might be signs of okay, now I'm getting burned out. I need to reel it back a little bit, assess.
1: Yeah, so the anxiety before sleeping, not being able to sleep, maybe feeling a lot of energy before bed, mm-hmm. again, being irritable, if you're not someone that's usually like a snappy person, um, not being enthusiastic anymore. So, you know, you your team celebrates a big win, and you're kind of like, yay, you know, um, and then just, you know, feeling heavy, feeling sad, um, not prioritizing your health. So maybe ordering food, I I've been ordering takeout for lunch and dinner for like two months now, when you know, that's typically not the case. So those are some signs that you're dealing with burnout. And um, at this moment in time, the collective is definitely going through this. I don't know if you've seen tons of different articles popping up, there's probably a reason for it.
0: Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, um, what tips do you have uh, in order to be more productive during COVID? And I mean, we're all trying to, I think we're all trying to manage some level of burnout because we've been in our homes for so long now. And so do you have any recommendations on how to help with productivity during your job search or on the job?
1: Yeah, I could talk about um, the job search. I'll just quickly talk about on, um, on the job. as what popped up first. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think you'll see this written other places and it be hard to do but give yourself grace set working hours meaning you know once 7 pm hits kind of close your laptop and close the door um but if you know three days out the week that's not something you can do and you go till 10 pm don't beat yourself up because you're not following that rule um so the job market is a a lot different and you will need to um, have a lot more networking activity so uh i have a three-tier sort of strategy um, and getting, touch, getting in touch with the people that are employed at the company that you want to apply to. So mm-hmm. let's say you, you apply to a role. Um, the three tiers are just uh, messaging the recruiter. So this could be one to three recruiters at the company or one to 10 recruiters, probably around like one to three, one to four, if it's like a company like Amazon. Otherwise, just the one recruiter. Sometimes recruiters have titles, talent acquisition lead specialist, or you could just find someone on the human resources team mm-hmm. and you would find them When you apply, just go to the people section of that company page and then search in the filter section. Secondly, you want to find the group members of that team. So depending on how senior you are, if you are applying to EVP roles, then maybe not. Um, But if you're just, you know, someone that's a regular team member or even potentially not a director level, anything underneath that, then you can you can connect with the group members. So for example, let's say you are a data analyst and you're applying to a data analyst group, then I would connect with all the data analysts on that group. And likely only two out of 10 will accept that request. And then you can send them a really quick message saying like, hey, you know, I, I applied to your team last week, super impressed with what you guys are up to, look forward to being a part of the interview process. Or you can make a direct ask, which would be um, the same start of that message and then say, do you know who the best person is to follow up with? And then the third would just be any friends or any friends of friends that you know that are working there. So, uh, unfortunately you do have to do a lot more than you used to do Mm -hmm. and for introverts and people that, you know, feel like they're being too pushy, I would just swallow that feeling and do it anyway.
0: Yeah. I've definitely been in that boat where it's like, feels like sticking your hand in a bucket of ice (laughs) to have to network on LinkedIn. Um, but I realized uh, actually, it really helps to do meditation, gratitude meditations, and realize that you have something to offer. And that that actually that was just today that came up for me, and I was like, wow, okay. In addition to everything else you just said, um, that that's been helpful too. And then I'm curious, um, what about? Do you have any advice on how to recharge on a daily basis from burnout?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to list what works for me. Typically mm-hmm. the clients I work with are kind of on the feminine side and like the things that I like. So this will work for us. Maybe it'll work for you, but dancing, uh, let's say that you're in bed and you can't fall asleep and it's 1am, 2am, instead of beating yourself up about it, just say, Hey, what do I want to do right now? So for me, I've been just stretching I'll I have my little yoga mat and I'll just stretch and you know whatever feels good I'll do I'll play some music I'll read or sometimes even I'll get some work done and it's whatever action I take is is one that um is pushing the needle forward and ends up being valuable so it's almost as if this anxiety that I'm feeling right now was a blessing in disguise because I ended up doing something that was furthering me along and to bring it back to the yoga Currently, I'm trying to train my body to do splits to just be more flexible. And I don't think I would be doing that if I wasn't awake at night. So it's all kind of working in its way. And then a second thing that's really probably the most important is just doing something different, which can sound super basic. But um, think about it as a way to let spirit or the universe or good things kind of come into your life that you weren't expecting because you just did something different that day. So let's say you're someone that, like me, you know, you're really regimented and you're like, I'm going to hit my 10 applications in the morning. um, And then after that, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. You can still do that, but then um, maybe sit back and ask yourself, "What's, what's something that I can do right now to further this goal? and just see what pops up in your mind. Or if everything in you is screaming out, I do not wanna send these 10 applications today. I can't focus, I have brain fog. I don't feel inspired to write for my company if you're a copywriter or something like that. Then giving yourself the grace and saying, well, what can I do? And I kid you not, every time I've done that or my clients have done that, usually it's when they're in the effort stage of their job search when they're like, I've tried everything and nothing's working. Effort and they just kind of, in essence, surrender to the universe. That's when things start like falling out of the sky, like low key manifesting and um, all that stuff that people talk about. Yeah, I love
0: that perspective. Pretty cool. um, and what about short term ways women can use immediately to stay on track for their job search?
1: So, y- you definitely want to employ that three tier, you know, three tiered approach. Also, so we are talking about job search so high volume has been working lately uh so if you are someone that's applying to four positions a week you know they're you're taking time on your cover letter and they're the perfect role and you're really emotionally invested I just want to invite you to like amp it up and um maybe try to target seven to ten positions a day you know five Mm -hmm. days a week taking two days off for self-care and um you know, each role doesn't have to be perfect for you. I'm still not advising that you apply to positions that are completely out of your warehouse and you're not interested in. But maybe about a 70, 70% match, mm. and then what that'll do is that that'll bring in some interviews, bring in some practice for you, and then at the least, it gives you some data to say, okay, what roles are rejecting me? What roles aren't? How can I tweak my LinkedIn and my resume to um, better reflect the type of position that I'm targeting?
0: Um, which actually there's quick fixes too. I've noticed the top title section, I'm putting in some keywords related to what you really want. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, I've been good. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot of good advice online lately. And what about for longer term ways to stay the course for job searching and like what you see on the horizon or just developing that?
1: So think about um, how long you want to give yourself and being aware of the hiring season so that you can plan accordingly. So right now, as we're recording, it's about to be November. By like the third week in November, just right before Thanksgiving, you're not going to see any new roles posted. Um, And then, you know, there's there's still going to be interviews happening. People are going to be expediting offers, et cetera, but no new roles. So right now you can spend a lot of time just applying a lot then maybe in that three-month period before the the market opens back up again, which is going to be January, February, March, you can do some project work. You can advocate for yourself at work and see if you can move internally. Anything you'd like, right? Join communities, maybe a hobby, whatever you'd want. And then, and also maybe throw in some um, mock interview practice. And then once the market opens back up then you can start the interview process and then be aware of your company's internal timeline so when it's bonus season when is it likely that your manager is going to be talking about moving people up etc so I know that's still some short-term planning thrown in there but um, just be aware of the timelines of everything and then um, give yourself goals to achieve it Uh, for some of my clients especially millennials long-term goals don't really work anymore and sometimes the goals that we have we do 80% of it and we don't do 100% that's okay once you are at whatever stage you're at and you've noticed you've fallen off or you're behind or something like that that's when you want to dive back into giving yourself grace and asking yourself well what is it that I can do today even if it's super little, super small to kind of quote unquote, put me back on track mm-hmm. or in essence, make me feel really good in a moment.
0: Um, and in terms of sourcing information, gosh, there's so much online. It, it feels like you're going down a rabbit hole sometimes. Um, where would you recommend or send people to get information on that process?
1: On um, just on job search or just career advancement, things like that. Yeah, so I really like Career Contessa. Uh, for just articles, um, this could be about diversity and inclusion, um, empowering yourself at work, stepping into leadership. They also have a job job board. And, you know, you can, I think they have a forum. I want to say they do. And then uh, Alpha is the same, just the same, um, more so geared towards C-level executives. Mm-hmm. And then um, Fairy God Boss is the same except um, you know they have all those aspects a job board and then career articles, but they have a killer forum where if you want to make friends in your industry, you know, other women, other men that are doing the same thing that you're doing or, you know, network, connect with these people, find jobs. Uh, they put out these articles several times a day and in the comment section, it's like 150 people venting, arguing, and they have their LinkedIn's and it's just a really great place for you to say, hey, I agree with you. Let's Mm -hmm. take the conversation to LinkedIn or let's connect on LinkedIn. So um, those three places. And then um, additionally, I really think you guys should be in social media groups. So on Facebook, for example, if you're a data analyst, there are data analyst groups, the data science groups, and people are just venting sharing conferences, webinars, and it's, yeah, a great
0: place to be. Um, And you mentioned mock interviews, you know, like some people don't want to do a mock interview with their family member or their partner. How else could you set something up like that?
1: Yeah, I actually, I actually recommend that everyone uh, schedule at least one mock interview with a professional because it's really awkward when you do it with a family member and they don't really point things out anyway. Um, so the muse is a great resource. They have lots of different career coaches at varying price points. And then of course there's people like me that have their own consultancies and you can purchase with them. Healers.com is a great place to schedule a mock interview with someone that's more spiritually inclined. And then of course there's tech mock interviews. You could find tons of websites that offer that.
0: And then in terms of, uh, what has changed in the job search due to, due to the pandemic and you that we should be aware of? You mentioned um, a couple of things so far, but can you just kind of summarize that for us and let us know um, if there's anything, that, you know, huge things that we need to be aware of?
1: Uh, yeah, the biggest thing is that um, I just really hate to use the, the word network because people just, like you said, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, so you just you need to make friends that's mm-hmm. it you, you have to um, and it shouldn't be like a job or a homework assignment or something that's scary because I'm assuming you guys hang out in these places already for me i'm a recruiter, so I have tons of recruiter friends i'm in Facebook groups for that because that's what I do it's kind of interesting it's funny sometimes when people like crack jokes and mansplaining and all, all these things. When you join those groups and you 're talking to people that's networking and, you know, you asking them, um, hey, would you be comfortable with forwarding my LinkedIn profile to your HR? Or, hey, would you mind just taking a look at my resume and my LinkedIn because I've been hearing radio silence and you have such an amazing background? People will just jump to do that. Everyone wants to feel good. I notice a lot of places online will give you these elaborate scripts to use and tell you to ask these people like 10 questions about themselves when really all you want is for them to help you and I just find that people have short attention spans they don't want to do all that they'd rather just help you getting on a call with them and pretending to be so concerned about their background just say hey I'm in this situation and I would really love it if you would help me in this way and if you ever need anything in the future just name it just let me know and that usually
0: works 10 out of 10 times What about for women of color getting burned out? What is unique for them? uh, And what can we do for those unique situations?
1: Yeah. um, So I didn't realize this for myself until the George Floyd situation happened, but um, it is important to find spaces where it's just people that kind of look like you or you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So prior to this, I didn't really, I didn't need to have lots of, african-american or black friends and all of that but Mm -hmm. when george floyd happened it changed my life which is a whole nother topic and i wanted nothing more than to be in a room of other um women of color but also black women and just cry and just listen and like laugh and um so for anyone i think that that's gonna soothe your soul and you just need that
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I joined a professional women's group in San Francisco, but I couldn't find any Latino groups. And so I ended up in an expat group. (laughs) And I volunteered and I loved it. I actually felt more at home there than a lot of other places that I've been to and groups that I had tried out. And I still, you know, keep in touch with them. Yeah, they've been a great resource. I've interviewed uh, one woman from there. And um, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> you have to go. I would also, the other thing I realized is in the Bay Area, um, the Latina groups that I've come across are down in San Jose, which, you know, at the time when I was driving, it was too far in New York so um so that was actually part of the impetus for starting this podcast too it's like coming from LA it was yeah it was a, a big uh, culture shock in a way for me
1: well um, just, just to um address that there are like virtual zoom meetup things that oh, happen, yeah. and tons of people that share those resources on Instagram so if you want I have someone in mind that I could
0: Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I just found a Latino podcast group and a women of color group for podcasters, Ooh. which is <laughs> thrilling. Um, yeah, I know. You just like, it's a whole underworld that you, I didn't even know existed until recently, but um, yeah, it's, it's really awesome to see all these people doing some, something similar to me and they happen to be women of color, you know, um, it's amazing. Um, yeah. And if you want those links, I'll share it too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Any links you want to share and go ahead and plug your program. Cause it sounds like you have an awesome program.
1: Yeah. So it's the career catalyst. I work with five new clients Oops, starting November. Mm-hmm. five um, every month and basically we just work to get you an offer a high offer so typically they are six-figure offers with soul aligned companies so i work with a lot of career transitioners people that are burnt out from either working in you know aggressive environments and they're just ready to kind of be happy again in mm-hmm. essence um so i just i kind of do that for you so that's writing your resume right re- taking your password and writing your linkedin holding several mock interview sessions with you, helping you get clear on what's going to make you happy, helping you um, not develop, but use the voice that you have to advocate for yourself, whether that be a significantly higher title, of course, an extremely high, the top of the range offer that we can get for you. And then um, that program just includes a lot of perks and benefits. I partner with a few different companies. Um, So typically my clients are taking like headshots and they're just these amazing Really impressive women and men that are doing great things in the world. Um, so we just get you to a, a step up. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Career Catalyst. You can mm-hmm. find it. Um, you can find more information about it via soulworkandselfies.com um, dot com slash Catalyst. And you can always connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Just Stephanie Heath. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Go check it out, guys. Um, I totally loved every show she's been on. So <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> Stephanie. All right. So till next time, guys, thanks for joining. And we do appreciate you listening and checking out our profiles. Uh, Website is www.walktalk.biz. That's W-O-C, the word talk and biz.com. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to walktalk.biz. To learn more about Stephanie Heath, you can say hello to her through email at hello at soulworkandselfies.com or on Instagram at careercoachsteph. To send in questions or topics you want to hear on the show or be added to our upcoming community group and newsletter, drop us a line at www.walktalk.biz. That's W-O-C and the words talk.biz. If you found true value in the show, we would so appreciate it if you helped pay it forward by telling a friend or head over to Apple Podcast and leave a review. This enables other diverse women just like you to source true-to-life career development information. We're grateful for your listenership. Tune in next week for another gem on diversity, work, and living out your vision.